0: This FFPC Playoff Challenge edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by Win Bet. Sign up using our link and receive a five hundred dollars risk free bet. That's right, five hundred dollars. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free T-shirt. Head over to sports, slash win for a five hundred dollars risk free bet. That's SportsGamblingPodcast dot com slash w y n n. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks, including picks from the crew at SGPN. Better Than Vegas—it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at Better Than Vegas. That's Better Than Dot Vegas. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is, it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting market that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R, edge.com, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at acepread.com slash SGP. That's acepread.com slash SGP. Ooh, welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the Money Green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real Money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog? Uh happy
1: Monday, Sean. Happy Monday. I'm sorry. Happer happy super monday. <laughs> I just feel like we're going to the uh, monster truck rally. Super super, super super Monday. Super Saturday.
0: Super Saturday. It is a super Monday because super wildcard weekend. And I feel like the NFL, they're they're just kind of throwing super in. They're not even they're kinda like half mentioning it, calling it Super Wild Card Weekend, half not mentioning it. And it is it is really I was doing the math and we I think as football <laughs> fans and maybe maybe alert the wife, the girlfriend, whatever your situation is, a boyfriend if you're one of the uh the small percentage of female listeners, that it, this is going to be a weekend of reckoning because we have six (laughs) games. We've never had six playoff games to consume in one weekend. So Saturday, Monday afternoon, late game, Sunday, Monday, you know, Sunday morning, afternoon, late game. Which I mean, by we're going to be putting our bodies
1: through a ton. Thank you uh, to the NFL for making the times the same on both days, making it a little cleaner. That's easy. So here's what I did, Sean. I went with the, uh, so is everyone excited about football next weekend? <laughs> the playoffs are here and it's new this year. They're doing six games. Isn't that exciting? I've
0: even thought even the four games in wildcard weekend is kind of a lot because just the timing of it and the intensity of the playoffs. And as a gambler, we're, we're and I mean the content we're about to put out, we're doing the FFPC challenge edition where we're going to break down our lineups there. Then tomorrow night, we're doing the AFC playoff preview, talking about the AFC uh, games as well. And then we're going to be doing the Wednesday one or Wednesday. We're doing NFC Thursday. We're going to be doing DFS. Which, Saturday?
1: Which, week, by the way, shout out to DraftKings for not just giving us a single millie maker this weekend, but there's a Saturday millie maker and there's a Sunday millie maker. So there's, there's looks so like much we got to work double duty. I don't. Jesus Christ! So <laughs> much to do.
0: So much to do, and uh, so much to announce, including new presenting sponsor hmm. WinBet. That's right. Ready to win big with WinBet. First up, they're getting you going with a $500 risk-free bet. Perfect time to download the app. Start betting with the win, baby. W Y N N of course. And this is uh not only do you get the $500 risk-free bet, but you sign up using our link over at sports gambling slash win That's sports gambling slash win W Y N N send in a, uh, and the cool thing about their app is Ryan, right, When you put the bet in a little like digital, a bet slip prints out. And as an old school better, I always enjoyed that. It's always fun. Looks cool. Posting on social media. So send in your screenshot of your first win bet. Send that in. You can email podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll get you a free t-shirt, tons of boosted bets. They even got a uh, little wheel spin to boost the parlays. Perfect for Dgens only. And if WinBet is not available in your state, more States are on the way, but even better Ryan, if you can convince someone in uh, Jersey and Colorado, that's where it's active right now to sign up. Let's say you're not in that state. And again, you don't have to live there. You just have to be in that state to download the app.
1: Let's say you forgot to send a gift to grandma yeah. for the holidays. Yep. Uh, you know, this walk is the gift through, that keeps on giving. Walker
0: through the process of signing up over at WinBet, but if you sign up a uh, fellow DGen only, hashtag Dejins
1: only, or grandma, or grandma, you
0: also qualify for a T-shirt. Oh. So either send oh. in a screenshot of your first bet slip, or send in you, uh, you know, however you want to document that, a selfie
1: that. maybe of of <laughs> the person signing up. Well, whatever. I, I
0: think you know. <laughs> hey, here's the link to uh, SGPs sign up. You're in Jersey. You're in Colorado. Don't be soft. Sign up. Let's help spread uh, so DJ
1: nation a suggestion for management. We yes. should also make sure that uh, this sports gambling slash W I N links to the same place because DJs here win <laughs> and they spell it one way. So just, I'm going to, it's uh, a good idea. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure we do that too
0: just so, just so
1: everyone's covered. I'm I'm just envisioning the email where someone says, Hey, (laughs) this doesn't work.
0: Well, I made sure to spell it out in the promo W Y N N, but you never know uh, Kramer. We're going to be joined by John Jackson, giving out our FFPC lineups and talking a little bit of strategy as well. Uh, I, uh, we came up with a a little uh, segment here and this is, this will be interesting because I feel like some of our younger audience, the, the young heads in the crowd, Ryan, cause we're getting up there.
1: Is that what they little, call themselves? Uh, I don't know. These are the kids that are younger than millennials, right?
0: Well, basically <laughs> younger than us. So they, even <laughs> if you're 34 years old, you sound really young to me at this point, you may not, you may not be aware of this uh, Budweiser. Oh, really? That's a good commercial point. parody because it was ingrained in our brains in our twenties. So I, it'll be interesting to see if the younger crowd gets this, but <laughs> We're going to be doing our own version of it, Ryan. So uh, we got a jingle and every, everything ready to go. Kick it off for the inaugural edition of. SGPN presents <laughs> Real Men of D-Gens. Real Men of d We salute you, Carrie Johnson. That's right, Carrie Johnson. Face bank robbery charges in Nitro, West Virginia. According to police reports, he left to rob a bank. After he robbed the bank, he fled in a green Mazda Miata. The best part is, he came back to the casino to keep playing. The beauty of it was, he left a $25 chip on the table, intending to use that as his alibi. Truly a real man of d So, from everyone here at
1: SGPN, we salute you. Kerry Johnson. It d- does and I'm, I'm really digging the music right now, Sean. I'm, I'm going to let it play out. There's only a couple of seconds left. Do, is there a prize involved here? Well, uh, Kerry
0: Johnson currently in a correctional <laughs> facility in the Greater West Virginia area. So we'll see. I'll try and track. Maybe down a lock a,
1: dog tea, tea, I, I will try
0: and track him down for a lock dog tees
1: t-shirt. So shout out <laughs> to you, Carry Johnson. Which, by the way, how many true, real question? How many people that are listening to this <laughs> just crossed? Leave some chips at a seat at a casino table as an alibi to a crime you're about to commit. How many people crossed that off the list just Yeah, I, I at guess. least five. <laughs> at least five people said, "Oh well, shit, that well, didn't work." And,
0: and I think my it kind of reminds me loosely of one of my more degenerate thoughts I ever had was at a uh, blackjack table where I, I was uh, you know getting cleaned out pretty bad, lost all my chips, and I saw a. Uh, <laughs> I saw the dealer had their prescription eyeglasses off to the side. And I thought, oh man, what if I stole those prescription eyeglasses, went out to a pawn shop, pawn those, and then use that well, to make a run on the blackjack that's, table.
1: And that's the question I had. Was this a planned robbery where he was just in the middle of playing blackjack, <laughs> had to go, go to work for a little bit, punch in the, you know, punch the clock. Or was this the sad walk to the weird cash advance phone (laughs) around the corner from the ATMs uh, that, that everyone, of course, I'm I'm sure everyone has experienced this. Maybe, maybe not Um, man. Do they still have the phone? Yeah. You pick up the phone. They're like, are you sure you want to do this? Yes. Yes. You have
0: to hit one. They play a disclaimer. Remember to call 1 800. <laughs> if you have a, problem. They play a promo from gamblers anonymous uh, before it. So again, real men of DJs, new segment on the show. Can people nominate people? Yes. I, I I'm, I'm completely open to the nomination process. So maybe it's you. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone you see in the news, whoever it is, send in those nominations. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be getting them going for saluting them, the real men of Dgens. Oh yeah, a new sponsor, Better Edge. Better Edge, I I've already been uh, signed up over there. Been playing around, been making some money. Better Edge is a uh, it's basically like a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. It's pretty awesome. And, and and basically because you're buying and selling to, you know, doing the peer to peer thing, there's no VIG, there's no house. You can play for money in up to 40 States right now. Pretty awesome. And of course, if you use our promo code over at BetterEdge.com, use our promo code SGP, get a free $10 bet B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. Plus they got a weekly contest going for our listeners this week, they got the SGP wildcard wager $10 uh, to enter. And you start with basically a hundred of their uh, fake dollars to wager on whatever you want. The player with the highest the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees.
1: Ooh. Hashtag only winner take all. I like it.
0: Yeah, nice little uh, high stakes. And I mean it's wild card weekend. You want more action? Again, legal in 40 states. No VIG. I mean, if you're if you're one of these guys who love value, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, you gotta go to betteredge.com. Use that promo code SGP, betterEDge.com, promo code SGP joining us on the line DFS expert author of the flowchart and a ton of great articles over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com many other outlets John Jackson John what's happening man happy uh happy wild Card weekend
2: yeah guys how's it going I'm excited to uh get on here and talk playoffs it didn't seem like it was uh, gonna be a thing a couple months ago but uh we persevered we made it through all 256 games and now we're rolling to the, into the end of the playoffs
1: and I apologize for Sean here. What he meant to say was Super Wild Card Weekend. Super Wild
0: Card Weekend, <laughs> and we just we were just kind of hitting on it. I mean, the the not only just the the wa- I mean the six games. I I think people are taking it for granted what an intense viewing experience this is. I mean, we're gonna be putting in a hard nine and a half hours each day just of <laughs> of watching
1: these games, sweating these bets out. I'm glad you brought it up because it is one of those things. Because of the way sports came back, it was like a, a waterfall. Yes. and we've been getting hit in the face with football <laughs> every day of the week, pretty much for a long time. And now they've taken away all the action. They've taken away all the college bowl games, the college playoffs wrapping up, and it's just six games for us to hyper focus on. It's
0: gonna, it's gonna be pretty awesome. And uh, we brought John on. We're talking FFPC. And of course, if you're not familiar with the FFPC, it's uh it's super fun. It's, it's one of the better fantasy playoff challenges. I think we've come across the entry is $200. Of course, if you haven't signed up, we have a sign up link over on our website, sports, $200. They give you basically 12 roster spots. And again, there's 14 teams. You can only pick one player from each team. Full point PPR, one and a half point PPR if it's a tight end, and then of course your points double in the Super Bowl. Now, this this format's a little different because they now that they have 14 playoff teams, it adjusted the rosters. John, how have you adjusted your overall strategy with FFPC considering the just the increase in teams?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think that's one of the biggest uh, things that I've been trying to figure out of these last couple of days is, you know, normally it's the roster and then there's the two flex positions. Um, and this year there's the four flex spots. Um, so I think there's a lot of value there that we need to kind of figure out on what to do with it. And, you know, previously, I mean, kind of the goal of this playoff challenge, right. Is to make sure that after weekend one, you have eight, you know, position players left essentially, um, or you, you want to have. All, all your good guys that are still playing after the wild card weekend, and so previously you'd only have to hit kind of like a four team parlay in order to get that right because you have you know four people on buys. But this year, with there only being two bye week teams that you can kind of bank on, you have to go for more of a six team parlay, and I think that just increases the variance a lot in the in the contest that we're going to see this year.
0: Yeah, in first place is five hundred grand. I think there's over a uh, over a million dollars in prizes. Oh my god. I think, I think one of the best years we've had, or at least I've had in the FFPC, no surprise there, 2017, (laughs) I had Nick Foles in the, uh, in the super bowl and uh, Gronk coming back the other way. So I think that was, I forget what we cash, but I think I, we, one played, of my lineups, we played
1: a joint lineup yeah. where we said, fuck it and played Nick. Foles. I don't think you even yeah. played Nick Foles in your No, own I think lineup. you're right. I think it and was we, a, we uh, threw it. We threw like a hyper contrarian lineup with like Nick Foles. And, and I think we, I want to say we cashed like 2,500. We were, we did, we did fairly well. It was,
0: year. it was our best one. And and Gronk was actually kind of contr. <laughs> he was maybe one of our chalkier plays I'm trying to remember, but he had an awesome super bowl. And I mean, super bowl 2017 was just bonkers as far as the scoring and from a fantasy perspective and you know, because tight ends are one and a half point PPR every, if you have a tight end in the super bowl, every catch that tight end gets is three points. So I I think I think it's kind of fun and maybe I'm tipping my hand here in the lineup a little bit, but I'm not afraid to go tight end in the flex spot, especially this year with some of the better tight ends. Oh, I mean,
1: if you could have two tight ends in the Super Bowl, the first thing I thought was, well, I'm I'm sure I'm gonna have at least a couple lineups. I'm definitely doing at least one five tight end lineup. Period.
0: Yeah. And John, uh, of, of course, I, I guess maybe let people know or, or where's your head at. It is GPP meaning, you know, it's a big entry, heavy up top with the prize pool. So you want to go contrarian and, and you're trying to find that balance. Is, is there yeah. like a number ownership percentage? I mean, I just did my, my normal gut handicapping, but I'll, as we go through it, <laughs> Feel free to weigh in on on what you think maybe some of these ownership percentages are. Like you got to find that balance of like not being too crazy and having you know Alex Smith as your quarterback, but also wild enough that you can you can kind of make uh make some hay against the rest of the uh, the contestants.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think the what it's going to boil down to is, I mean, as you kind of go through each team, there's really only a couple of options on every team. And so um, uh, that you're really going to want to pick, I mean, you can kind of go out on a limb, you know, once or twice and maybe, maybe take a wide receiver two or something like that. But for the most part, you're going to want to just load your team up with studs. And I think there's, there's enough uh, of a, you know, pool out there to where the teams are going to be pretty different. But the the thing that you got to keep in mind is, you know, if you're going to roster a quarterback, that's You know, let's use an example of Aaron Rodgers. You're going to roster Aaron Rodgers, who maybe he's going to end up being pretty popular. I don't actually think he is, but we'll we'll just use that as an example. And if Aaron Rodgers ends up doing well and a lot of people have Rodgers, well, now your decision between, you know, Hill and Kelsey is going to need to be perfect. You're going to need to get the Hill or get the Kelsey right. That way you're able to beat, you know, the 30% of lineups that have Rodgers. Whereas if you go with a more, maybe more of a Pontec quarterback, um, who's maybe only 5% owned or something like that, well now if that quarterback you know, ends up doing well over the course of the playoffs and he's the optimal guy to pick, then, you know, maybe you can get away with either Hill or Kelsey in your lineup. Um, Cause now you're only fighting, you know, 5% of lineups at the top or, or something like that. So I think that's a, that's a big thing to kind of keep in mind as you're um, you know, it's pretty clear where some of the chalky plays are going to be. Um, and there's, there's a couple different outlets out there where you can see some ownership projections, but you know, then for the most part, it's trying to make sure that you're You're not going out too far on a limb. I mean, you don't want to have, you know, three wide receiver threes in your lineup. It's just historically just not going to do well. So you you want to be able to still plug in a lot of studs.
0: Well, and 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 I know uh, before we were taping, you mentioned you had you had taken a look at at last year's ownership percentages. What was was there any 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 surprising ones where uh, oh my god, this guy was owned way more than I thought, or or vice versa?
2: Yeah, I mean, so, so some of the bigger ones from last year, and and as we kind of talk through some of the teams, these, these guys will become evident a little bit, but you know, George Kittle last year was 77% owned. Um, You know, that's, that's a pretty clear when you think about the Niners last year, they they didn't have a whole ton of weapons, even though they were the number one seed, um, you know, it was, it, it wasn't clear on who you really want to pick. Obviously a lot of people went Kittle with the tight end premium. Not really many people were going Jimmy G Raheem Mostert came in at only 10% and he ended up being kind of the optimal guy for the Niners last year. And so, but when you think about it and, and you think about the Niners and that, you know, obviously they did get to the super bowl. So they got their three games in, but the way that they were going to win games last year is by establishing the run and just pounding the ball with their running game. And so it made sense that if you thought the Niners were going to get to the super bowl, that it probably was going to be through their run game, you know, wouldn't make sense to plug in most there. And so um, that, that's an example of one. I mean, last year, the quarterback, um, Lamar was extremely chalky. He was the most on quarterback. I think, you know, probably ever um, in the last few years. Anyways, he was 57% owned. Um, you know, if you guys remember going into playoffs last year, Ravens are pretty, pretty clearly the favorites. Everybody was on board the Lamar oh, chain. Yeah. Um, then they get one and done um, by the Titans in the first round. And, you know, it was funny though. So Lamar still ended up being in about 50% of the Top six hundred lineups or so, just because he was so chalky, he was owned by fifty-seven percent of lineups. That's but crazy when you look at the amount of Lamar lineups that made it, only seven percent of Lamar lineups made it into the catching. So there's a lot of lot of opportunity risk there taking Lamar. So those are kind of some of the big ones um, that stood out to me from last season.
1: Yeah, and I'll say from my experience doing this for a couple of years. It, I think, I think it's quarter like quarterback is one of the positions you have to be right, both on getting the points, but also being contrarian um, just from like anecdotally from the lineups of mine that have cashed, it's always been the different quarterbacks. It's rarely the, the you know, if you, and by the way, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com John's John's got some pretty awesome write-ups uh, about the playoff challenge and vi- visualizations around like the ownership. And you kind of see it. it it's, it's a, it's a top heavy position. So there's opportunity to be different. And, and I think that that's like my, my big thing every year is I try to start a thinking I'm going to make lineups with multiple quarterbacks, just like I would my, my DFS lineups on a weekend, but also that's where I need to be different. I I can't go. I can't be chalky there. Yeah. And, yeah. and this, this year, I mean, I, I guess, you know, there's some debate uh, over what chalk will be, but I, I'm kind of with John. I think, I think some I think it's going to be one of those, like It's not going to be Rogers, I'll tell you that. I I don't think it's going to be Mahomes either.
0: And and and, you know maybe John has his uh, finger on the, on the FFPC fantasy pulse more. But to me, it's it's the guy I gave out number one for uh, fantasy football (laughs) quarterbacks. I think Josh Allen is going to be the most owned quarterback. That would be my prediction. Now Kramer and I will probably do a joint lineup where we start Josh Allen for my individual. I I'm not doing it, but. Am I crazy, John? Do you think Josh Allen is the most known quarterback?
2: Um, I mean, I I think he's gonna catch some ownership for sure, but I don't think he's gonna end up being oh, um, nice. I, I think he's gonna be kind of middle of the pack there because oh. when you think about the Bills, everybody's just gonna go to Stefan Diggs, right? And and it, you know, it's it's you know, similar to that Kittle thing last year where, you know, Josh Allen, you, you know, obviously he's got the the big the big point outburst, but there's been a couple big digs um, games recently. And when you, you know, if you're thinking the bills, aren't going to make the super bowl, then you're probably not taking Josh Allen. So then the next obvious choice is going to be Stefan Diggs. So I think Stefan Diggs has the potential to be maybe the highest owned guy in the whole thing this year. And, and I think that's huge advantage for Josh Allen to provide some leverage there. Um, so I, I like Allen as a QB play for sure. Um, I just think, I, but I don't think he's going to end up being that popular. Cause I think a lot of people are just going to grab digs.
1: so you're, We're teasing ourselves too much, huh? We should just start walking through the lineups and then we can talk about the positional ownership <laughs> and all the fun yeah. stuff. Your, your tea. it's, just, I know it is it's it, like, Jesus Christ. Just how long it. are you going to make me stand here? rock hard? <laughs>
0: All right, before we get into the lineups, want to give a shout out to Better Than Vegas, baby. That's right. Free video picks from the SGPN crew. You're, you got them. We got our own page over at Better Than Vegas. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV, BTV. Subscribe to the page. Again, just that easy. You'll get a notification every time we post a new video. Gonna be cranking out a ton of videos, video picks for January. Some of the stuff you won't hear on the podcast. From all the uh, SGPN crew, Kramer and I will be posting videos over there. Colby, Dantabase, his brother, the whole the whole stable. Ryan, uh, Rich Fat Baby McKee. Everyone is gonna be posting videos over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Subscribe to that page. And uh yeah, I mean it's uh it's YouTube for degenerates. What more do you want? Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Kramer. I'll let you kick things off. What are you doing at the quarterback position for this lineup? I know you're going to have
1: multiple lineups. <laughs> I'm not going to talk you through all seven. I mean, it's at seven right now. Some of them are joint lineups, but it is at seven. Oh my God. Um, and you know, John just touched on them, but Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I thought for the podcast it would be good to to use him as the example uh, because I think he's both a, a, a he's an obvious guy, but he's also I don't think going to be the chalkiest guy. Uh, and all, you know, and, and by the way, like this is just sometimes like seasons are just about a dude mowing it down. <laughs> a- and I, I mean, it's one of those things, like it, it, I would be, st- I'm playing, I'm I, you'd be stupid to not have a Mahomes and a Rogers lineup, but uh, I'm going to go with Rod for this lineup. I'm going to give out the Rogers lineup. Uh, I, again, I, I think, you know, most people are probably going to play Adams, I think for the Packers. And and I think even after that, um, you know there's enough other guys Tanyon's interesting T- Tanyon will the, be someone that I think gets a, a tiny bit of play uh obviously the running back Jones but I think Adams will be such a um you know Adams will be in the realm of Diggs and Kelsey I think like uh, like John was describing but yeah I'm going to go Arod uh you know he's uh, he's <laughs> he's my guy I, I was I was I had a fully prepared speech but I am letting Sean take take the uh <laughs> take the man
0: All right uh what do you got going on John at the quarterback position for your FFPC lineup you're giving out here on the show.
2: Yeah, so we kind of teased them a little bit at the beginning, but I I went ahead and I went with uh, Josh Allen here. Nice. Um, Yeah, I think. I mean, like I said, I think Diggs is going to be a really popular play, but you know, Josh Allen. The the other thing that is important to look at when you're when you're looking at these different teams is is you're you're fighting within the position, and you, you know you want the quarterback you pick to do well compared to other quarterbacks. But what you mostly care about is how that player does compared to the rest of their team. And so um, I just think that Josh Allen is, is been kind of on another level lately. And I think he's got the potential to just explode in these playoffs. He's, he's extremely confident coming into it. And I think the bills are just rolling in general and, and I'm just all aboard the Josh Allen train. If I can get four games out of Allen, if he makes a super bowl, then uh, that's even better.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're making a ton of great points there. Definitely gonna put Josh Allen in our in our SGP lineup. But Ryan, for my individual lineup, I'm going Ryan Tannehill. That's right. Ryan Tannehill. The great Ryan. And quietly, he's been getting involved in the rushing uh, equity game. Five rushing touchdowns in this last three games to close things out. And from a fantasy point of view, one, I I think he's gonna be fairly contrarian. You get leverage off of uh, Derrick Henry. And you know the Titans' defense. I mean, we saw that game against Houston. The Titans' defense is still pretty bad, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're behind in some of these games. They need to throw to get out of it. And you know, Ryan Tannehill has been putting up some numbers as far as uh, I mean, the rushing touchdowns are really interesting. So, bit of a risk, but uh, I, I and, think, and I'm going chalkier in some of these other positions. So this is where I'm going contrarian at the quarterback
1: spot. And if everyone holds serve, you get a game against Kansas City. So. Uh, which they can obviously, you know, they can win that game. But
0: well, if they if they beat uh, if they beat the Ravens, I
1: love the Tannehill play. I, I do. I think he's. I'm. I think that's my. I think uh, you know Tennessee could go on a little bit of a run here. If they do, boy, that's a he, you're gonna because I, I think you're gonna uh, d- Henry's another guy up there.
0: Yeah, speaking. and and uh, it'll be interesting to see again that what the ownership if people think the Titans have a shot to to take down the Ravens. Kramer, what's your first running back?
1: Uh, just super chalky, uh, going Kamara. Um I, I, I think John just kind of touched on it. Like he's going to score. He scores so many of his team's fantasy points. And I thought about getting cute here. But um, considering what the matchups could look like, Kamara is the play. Well, and uh, keep I'm keep an eye. He's not
0: tri- he's not a hundred percent to be available on yeah, Sunday. It's,
1: it seems like he will he's be. Clear. But obviously, I'll I'll have to. Yeah, play. there's no way he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, <was> gonna, it's <laughs> conveniently that they. Uh, speaking of conspiracy theories, they, what how would the Saints get the Sunday game? Cause I well, don't
0: because if they play on Saturday, he might not have uh, he, been he able to
1: play. He wouldn't have been able to play. This will, this
2: will be a this will be a Tuesday game before we even finish the podcast if Kamara's not playing. So
0: who's your first running back John
2: yeah so I'm kind of building on uh, what you went with there with ryan Tannehill. um you know I think when you're going to make a lineup it, it's kind of important to to run through the your playoff bracket and you, you want to kind of break it out how you think the playoffs are going to go how you think all the different games are going to make sure that the guys you have in your lineup all kind of you know fit that narrative of, of what you want it to look like and so what I, what I like in with that Ryan Tannehill pick is I think, um, you know, obviously it's a good pick at quarterback if they end up winning and beating the Ravens. But the other thing is, you know, if they're playing from behind against the Ravens, um, the reason that they're probably playing behind is because the running game got going. And so I'm, I'm I'm picking up JK Dobbins here um, from the Ravens. And then that allows for, you know, Tannehill, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, all three of those guys to be good plays to fit that kind of game narrative or to where they're coming behind or pro possibly getting into a shootout, which just provides a ton of leverage off of Derrick Henry, um, who's going to be super tracky, like you were saying. And so I think pairing up, you know, some Baltimore running backs and some Tennessee pass catchers um, or, or quarterbacks is, is a good way to, you know, completely fade Henry.
0: Yeah. And it, it's interesting too, because Tennessee, their defense is pretty horrible, but their defense is really bad against downfield passing and someone that can really push the ball downfield, which kind of is what Baltimore struggles with a little bit. I mean, Lamar finding his legs a little bit late in the season, but he ultimately is a runner first. I mean their defense is so bad, but really they struggle more with like a Deshaun
1: Watson type. He has done well against bad defenses. So th- I yeah, mean there is but that.
0: also Tennessee has has matched up well against him even this year and and of course last year. So yeah. maybe there's a little bit of confidence there this guy, I, I think he's going to be super contrarian, but I love the spot. We saw Alex Smith come in in a must win game uh, where the Eagles were certainly playing to win JD McKissick is uh, we saw him come in and with Alex Smith, that the target share is through the roof coming off a, a nine or no eight target game from Alex Smith. He gets that. He gets all that dump off stuff and it doesn't really matter. Game flow. Alex Smith loves throwing the ball to JD McKissick you know, the, the Washington football team, one of the teams I have in this roster, I'm sure a lot of people are leaving them off the teams. I want to, to leave off were Rams and Browns, but uh, I'm going to take a shot here with JD McKissick.
1: And I, I think a lot of people are going to play their defense. Honestly. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. Another, yeah.
1: I could see well, that playing McKissick's a good way to
2: kind of like lightly fade the, you know, Washington a little bit too. I mean, instead of just completely leaving them off, you can just kind of assume, Hey, they're going to get down early. They're going to need to pass the ball out to McKissick. I mean, we've already seen McKissick have some some pretty big games when when he's just been getting dumped off. So it's a way to you know not really say, "Hey, Washington's going to come out here and win the game," but you can still get some pretty good fantasy points out of the, out of that result.
0: Yeah, Kramer, what are you what are you doing at your uh, second running back?
1: I'm locked up with John. I have Dobbins. I think you know the first game I penciled in as a a, a two way for me is the the Tennessee Baltimore game. I think a it looks like there's going to be points. B that the winner of that game. If everyone holds that everyone else holds serve is taking on Kansas city again, should be some points scored. So I think even if you're just looking at the first two games, there's good opportunity there. Even if they only play two games, there's, there's a high ceiling. So and, and we've seen the way that Dobbins has been the guy yeah, lately, especially last week. Um, I know Edwards still kind of po- pokes his head in there a little bit, but Dobbins has looked good and, and, and you know, everyone's going to see how bad everyone's going to reference how bad Tennessee is against the, against the tight end and talk about how Mark Andrews is a good play. Obviously I I, I condone playing a lineup with Andrews, but he, I, I would imagine he'll be the, uh, the chalkiest of the The Ravens players, just based on that first round match. Well and
0: maybe Lamar again. I I don't Uh, know Yeah, I
1: think Lamar might might get a good amount of ownership too.
0: People love the the running quarterback. What are you doing with your second running back, John?
2: Yeah, so I uh I just ate the chalk here with Kamara as well. Um you know, I I think the Saints are gonna have no problem with the Bears um, this weekend and I I think Honestly, picking Drew Brees is a really bad pick. Um, I don't think there's really any I don't think there's any result that Drew Brees is gonna outscore Kamara um or Michael Thomas if he's healthy. So I think for the Saints, you just go Thomas and Kamara and move on.
0: Well, yeah, and it's interesting too, because I mean you could get kind of contrarian and say Drew Brees, but you're right. Even being contrarian there, I, I think you're just getting a little too cute because they take him out of so many plays, especially in the goal line in the red zone. It's it, he's not going to get rushing touchdowns, obviously. But I think even his passing uh, touchdowns go down because they they just run Taysom Hill in that red zone.
1: Yeah, I'm tempted to do a, a Saints defense stack with a bear. Like honestly, like I'm, I'm I'm one of my lineups will have that. Not I'm I'm not touching the fucking. Well, bears oh, well, speaking
0: one, of speaking of bears, I'm going with David Montgomery oh, for my running back. Savage. And, and and I don't even necessarily think the bra- the the Bears are going to win. I'm going to I got to do a little deeper dive on on whether they're live dog. Probably leaning on the no. But really for me, this is a this is a workhorse role. And you know his past what five games he's had seven touchdowns. Like they've really just been feeding him the ball a ton. And yeah, it's a tough matchup against the Saints. But they lost to the Packers by 19 points, and yet David Montgomery still had nine targets and nine catches. Yeah. That's a guy. Again, game game flow proof. He is going to get you twenty five plus targets, carries, whatever. So you know, I and there is certainly a world where the Saints get out big. They're playing from behind. They're they're throwing screens. They're giving Mitch easy stuff. So yeah, I
1: and I I
0: I, I think it's uh I like Montgomery
1: there. I I would be well. I, I got to imagine the Bears will be the you know first or second most popular punted team, yeah, I think.
0: So I don't think a lot of people, I mean David Montgomery, that's going to be super low ownership percentage. Moving over to the first receiver. What are you doing, Kramer? Uh,
1: I, again, um, this is my Tennessee play with AJ Brown. Uh, I didn't want to go Derek Henry. I like the Tannehill angle. I thought about getting weird uh, with Jonu or Corey Davis, but again, like John said, you don't really want to overthink it and play too many kind of secondary options. Uh, could Brown have an absolute, you know, ball out game in the playoffs? Yes, I, I, you know, I think it's there, and I think like we discussed, the ceiling for the Titans period is is just high from an offensive output. You see what they've been doing over the past five, six weeks. So AJ Brown is my first wide receiver for the Titans.
0: What do you, uh, John? What are you? What are you doing, first receiver?
1: Yeah, I uh, I
2: went AJ Brown as well. Um, a lot of the same up. reasons. Yeah, a lot of the same reasons we talked about with uh, that game script, just being potential for there to be a little bit of points from Tennessee and maybe Baltimore jumping out to a lead is, is kind of how I'm viewing it. So, you know, the other thing is that you want to think about is in, in a, a couple of these wildcard games, and I think Tennessee Baltimore is a prime example where you know I th- I think a lot of people what can can make cases for both sides winning that game. And so if that's the case and, and it's a little bit of a toss up, then you probably want to have two p- skill position players in that game. Um that way, you know, you're not stuck with a kicker or a defense who who wins and, and you fully fade to the other team or something like that. Um so anyways.
0: Yeah, I mean uh I, I'm go my first receiver, again, it's gonna be this is where I'm going a little chalkier. Give me Stefan Diggs. I mean the guy is just a fucking beast. I thought yeah. about maybe getting cute and playing Cole easily, but he's banged up. Might not play kind of sniffing around John Brown. But again, I, I mean, John, you know, he, he kind of nailed it. Why, why pick some of these other guys that aren't going to be the highest scoring player on their team. And certainly he could be less scoring than uh than Josh Allen, but I'm going to be playing a Josh Allen <sighs> lineup. So I'll have some shares of Josh Allen, as they say in the business and Stefan Diggs has just been fucking amazing. I, I, you know, I he's just unguardable and gets a ton of volume, so it's pretty easy. Kramer, who's your second receiver?
1: I, I'm also with Diggs. I mean, I, yeah. I think I, I, I'm, I some areas it's okay to be chalking. I just think it's such a safe opportunity. I, I think the two games I, I, I absolutely want to have two bullets in is this Buffalo, Indy, and and Tennessee, Baltimore. I think a there's a potential for a lot of points in a single game but also I just like the potential. Like these teams are wild cards. I think any four of those teams could go on a little bit of a mini run. So I want to make sure I have bullets at actual positions with them. So Stefan Diggs, it's going to be chalky, but that's okay. I mean, if he continues the pace he's on, I'll, I'll take that and I'll, I'll be different somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you just have to suck it up. John, what are you doing for your second receiver?
2: Yeah. So real quick, I'll, I'll jump in on your point about the backups. you were talking about Cole Beasley and John Brown a little bit. So I'll tease the article that just, uh, just posted a, about an hour ago, but I actually looked into, you know, do, do play and backups make sense. Um, and so, yeah, I just looked at the last two years and all the different lineups in the FFPC and there, there's a total of 57 different backup players that were selected into lineups. And so the way I defined backup is just not the RB one, not the wide receiver one, not the tight end one. And so out of all these 57 players, only seven of those guys ended up outscoring the team starter at that position. Um, So just kind of shows you the opportunity cost is pretty real there. If you, if you pick up a backup and, and and he doesn't outscore the, 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 the stud. So um, anyways, there's a little tidbit on backups, but yeah, that's a um, good angle for my uh, wide receiver, my, my second wide receiver. uh, I went Deontay Johnson here. Um, So, I mean, this Pittsburgh Cleveland game is super interesting. I think to me, and I, I think it's, it's going to be a pretty pivotal game as it relates to this contest. And I think, you know, I honestly think that a lot of people may either fully fade Pittsburgh or, um, because people are going to want to play Chubb and then they're going to maybe think about, well, if if I play Chubb, then maybe I don't really want to play some Pittsburgh, or maybe they'll play a kicker or defense on Pittsburgh and kind of, you know, soft fade them a little bit. And so, um, I just think that if Pittsburgh wins, it's they're going to be throwing the ball. I mean, they haven't won running the ball yet all year, and so um, Deontay Johnson's that target monster guy, and I I think he's not going to be very popular. I mean, the the wide receivers on Pittsburgh are going to be pretty spread out on ownership, I think. Um, So give me the guy that's seeing the most targets. Yeah,
0: I like that. Damn, Um, and and I like (laughs) I like Deontay. I'm thinking of adjusting my lineup, Ryan. I'm going to stick with it, but. uh, John's bringing up a ton of good points for my second receiver. Again, probably I ca- I can't tell if he's gonna have a lot of ownership or not much. But I think if the Seahawks can get past this first game with the Rams, kind of a tough matchup for DK Metcalf. But after that, and maybe even against this Rams team, I, I think there's truly a chance for him to be unlimited. <laughs> and and you know, just in general, I'm kind of high on the the potential of Seattle making a run in this NFC side. I and as far as NFC teams that can go into green Bay and hang and and put up points on that green Bay defense, a physical receiver, a beast like DK Metcalf. He hasn't had great numbers against the Rams. So if they can get past that first game, I think there's a ton of value on him. So I'm, I'm going to DK Metcalf and he had a, he had a really good playoff last year, at least against the Eagles, put up a ton of points and, and looked really good out there. So I'm going, I'm going DK Metcalf. I don't know, John, is that crazy? DK Metcalf?
2: No, I, I think Metcalf's a, a great play. I mean, if if you think, if you're just thinking about how Seattle can make a run, it's go play like you were doing the first six weeks of the, se- of the season, right? I mean, Russ was the pencil and MVP at, at that, yeah. that mark of the season. And I mean, they were just clicking on all cylinders. And since then it's kind of, Wheels have fallen off a little bit, and they're barely beating the Niners, who don't even have a field of team last week. But <laughs> I mean, they, we know what the potential is there with the Seahawks, and um, you also have the the Tyler Lockup blow up game that just happened, uh, working in your favor if you're picking Metcalf. You know that might make a couple of people pick Lockett. So um, I love Metcalf,
0: Kramer. What are you doing in your first flex spot? And of course, you can you can use uh, tight ends as well in the flex, which is an interesting conundrum because the one and a half point PPR makes these other random guys a little bit more valuable.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, yeah, the intent is to to make more people interesting. Uh, while I'm intrigued by the the the, the pl- like playing a Chris Carson uh, situation, mm. uh, he didn't perform well against the Rams they just played uh, and. I, to to John's point, like you have to kind of visualize, what is it going to look like if the Seahawks go on the run? And I just don't see them playing defense and pounding the rock with Chris Carson, 25 times a, a game.
0: I see myself standing up going, DK
1: fucking Metcalf yeah. screaming at the TV and, and, and what better way to build some chemistry on my roster Ooh. than bring college teammates, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown together, nice. which I by like the it. way, Good mojo. once again, how was that Ole Miss team? Not bad. <laughs> yeah, really. These guys, I mean, just coming off the bus, like how is the other team just not giving up? So. Uh, yeah. Again, I I, I kind of was was going through in my head too, and I'm glad John a little bit validated. I, I I think he'll be a chalkier play, but I I don't know. Like I I think Seattle's an interesting team. I I actually think there could be some some play of the kicker. Mm. Uh, I think the, the I think this the, that whole game is like that was the area I was most confused by in this one, uh, and I don't have a, a Mr. No, Unlimited and lineup and yet, which and is and weird. I'm, I'm I like interested
0: em. in these in these ownership, and I'm I'm glad John was kind of shedding some light in those because. It, you know, FFPC is kind of like a more fantasy savvy crowd than even like a, a giant contest, like a DraftKings Kings because there's, you know, the $200 entry fee. And if you're aware of FFPC you're probably a more savvy player. So it's int- and who knows that they have to go contrarian in the same way when we did like the odd shark Capra cup or some of these, like the circuit millions where, it, you know, normally the public is doing this, but the public that's in a contest like this, who fancies themselves a sharp what is the what is the sharp play within there, and and how that affects ownership percentages, John? What's your first flex spot?
2: Yeah, I, I'll just pile on DK Metcalf train <laughs> here too. So I think it's pretty good that we're all all three locked lock up around Metcalf. I good. mean, I, I think if you're going through the ownership for the for the Seahawks, I, I think it's going to be pretty spread out. I mean, I I would assume that Metcalf's going to you know have more ownership than Lockett, and may, maybe two to one ownership um, over Lockett, but. I think there's going to be some people that go Russ. I think there's going to be some people like you're saying, Kramer, that go kicker defense and think the Rams are going to win it. And and I, I don't think it's going to be super chalky by any means. But we we know he's got those blow games in it.
1: There's also the angle of just a low total. Like this is a divisional game. This is a rematch of a divisional game. Like if, if it's just one game. It might be a pretty low amount of points. So yeah. I don't know if you even want to invest. See so you're you know I think we're on the same page now. We're kind of picking a winner here and making a making a stance. Yeah,
0: I mean you could certainly and and I don't have anyone on the Rams on my lineup, but you could certainly talk yourself into just not playing anyone from this game. Yeah. Uh, although I, I don't know, John, what do you think of that strategy of picking one game <laughs> to not have anyone on? Because then I, I don't know, I guess you're guaranteeing the fact that you're not gonna have one person moving on from that game. What it, is there, yeah. What's the What's the strategy on that?
2: Yeah. No. That you shouldn't fully fade a game, but okay. um, and, and the but the other thing I would say to do is you shouldn't. You also shouldn't like, let's say, completely fade a team and then also take the kicker from the other team in that game or the defense from the other team in that game. Because then, you, you know, if that game goes right and your player advances, then you're guaranteeing that you have a kicker a defense in the divisional round, which you don't want to have. And so. You should basically pick two teams you think are going to lose for sure, and just don't pick any players from them. I and mean, then you should pick your kicker and your defense from two other teams that you also think
1: are going to lose. Shit. <laughs> well, I, I definitely yeah. I mean, I de- well,
0: we'll get to that when we get <laughs> to my defense. All right, my flex is uh, one of my flex guys is Travis Kelsey. Again, led the league in receiving yards. It, there, I've had enough contrarian in this lineup. I feel like that I'm okay going super chalky here. So. Give me the chalk. That is Travis Kelsey, Kramer. Who's your second flex?
1: Uh, Well, I'm again. It seems like uh, John and I were hanging out this afternoon, making (laughs) making FFPC playoff lineups, which I can't confirm nor deny because I also have uh, Deontay Johnson and and some of the same logic. I, I don't. You know, it's a team A that you know. I could. I, I'm. I'm definitely going to have an Ebron lineup, Sean. I think he has a nice matchup and has potentially a couple nice matchups. Uh, and gets just enough usage, especially in the red zone. But target Hog Deontay Johnson. He he. he somehow people still love Juju. Um, and, and and just the fact that you have the Claypool situation and you have uh, the the spread the defense. I think could be popular as well. Mm. Um, but I am with you. I think Pittsburgh's one of the surest bets in the first round. And I'm oh, completely no. I'm completely punting on Cleveland. So uh give me Deontay Johnson for my second flex spot. I'm glad That's that's four stud pass catchers right there, Sean.
2: What do you what do you John, what are you doing second flex? Yeah, so I went uh went with Aaron Jones here um on the Packers, uh being being my green bay pick. Um I think you know, I, I was looking at some, uh, some of the flex stuff today and I, I just dumped in all the different, you know, the top 30 outcomes of, of each position um, over the last two years. And um, the, the running backs were oftentimes the highest, highest scoring position at the top. they were the most top heavy. And they'd also had the most players who played three games at the top uh, of the, uh, of that kind of scoring output versus the Tight ends and the receivers. There's a you know a, a lot more receivers who only played two games who still had big days and, and ended up near the top. And so I'm um, you know I'm all aboard the Green Bay train. I, I think they are Super Bowl bound. And so if I can get Aaron Jones playing in three games, give me it.
0: Yeah, and and the PPR stuff. Obviously, they they get him involved in the pass, uh, the passing game. And yeah, I don't know. Devonte Adams is my guy. And again, he is definitely going to be highly owned. But the guy just catches a bunch of balls, scores a bunch of touchdowns. I, I'm saving my contrarian stuff for some of the other spots, but Devontae Adams is just one of those guys that I got to put in. And again, you kind of laid out the path for the, uh, you know, you were talking about the 49ers. I do think I, I like the Aaron Jones play. Cause you get some contrariness there, but I, I think if the Packers do get to the Super Bowl, Devonte Adams is going to be a big part of that touchdown-wise as well. Seems that way,
2: Kramer. Yeah, I mean, there, there's another tactic of just not fading guys who just set an insane amount of records this <laughs> yeah. season. So, I mean, that's definitely not a bad route to take either. No, I mean, and
0: I think I, I think that's what I did. I went to guys who had record-breaking seasons. Okay, Travis Kelsey led the league in receiving yards as a tight end. Uh, Devonte Adams, Stephon Diggs, and then from there, that's where I start getting cute. After that, Kramer, what are you doing? Third flex.
1: Uh, you know, this is where maybe the lineup gets a little bit strange, but I'm going to the football team. Ooh, I'm going to a Virginia Tech alone. Oh, okay. Great, uh, great hands now at the tight end. Because I saw someone tweeted out that uh, Logan Thomas was drafted as a quarterback, and yet he has better hands than Evan Ingram. <laughs> Co-sign Pro Bowl
0: or Evan Ingram.
1: Co-sign that. I miss the days when Virginia Tech had a good football program, and Logan Thomas was smashing the ball in the end zone. Uh, here, here's the angle here. One, I, I, for some reason, Sean, I keep, I look, I keep reading stuff, and I keep. You know, diving into these games. Cause I want to come with some fucking lead pipe locks. And I keep seeing pass rush, Tom Brady struggle, pass rush, Tom Brady struggle. And the only way Alex Smith and this uh football team, by the way, kudos to Al Michaels for not giving any fucks about saying redskins repeatedly throughout the broadcast, uh, L- Logan, Logan Thomas is going to get a shitload of work and you're seeing it. Like he, this dude is, is developing into one of the better tight ends in the league, and yeah. he's got not not much help around him. I think McLaurin being there helps him get free. To your point, the running back, I, l- I like that play too. Uh, I like any play that is like short, vo- like volume, short yarded shit against this Tampa Bay Bucks team that's going to let you do that. I think, and uh, you will, we'll see. I think Tampa not not the best team against the tight end uh, in the DVOA twenty fifth, which kind of surprised me, Sean, because. You know, we think of this Tampa defense as a defense that's had some nice, nice efforts. So they're they're anyway, an interesting
0: defense because they they have some issues with the pass as far as stopping
1: it. So I'm going football team. I'm going Logan Thomas, one and a half PPR baby. Let's go,
0: John. Third flex. Where you at?
2: Um. So let's see. I'm going.
1: I'm, I'm losing track of where I'm at in my
2: lineup here, but I think <laughs> I think I got it all covered here. So I'm I'm going Jarvis Landry uh, on the Browns. Um. I think you know, I, I just been going back and forth on this Pittsburgh Cleveland game Um, been going round and round. I think the, you know, I think the sailors are going to win. And and I think it's going to be a little bit of a, an eye opener to anybody that was doubting them. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of people that are picking them not to win and they're just going to be plugging in Chubb. And so, you know, if, if for some reason the Browns pull it off, um, I, I don't really think it's just going to be pounding the ball with Chubb all day. I think that Baker's going to have to um, heat it up a little bit and, and be passing it. And so that's kind of why I like uh, the Landry angle here. Um,
0: well, and, and, and to your point, I mean, Stefanski, you know, he's in the mix for coach of the year, but I mean, you look at those pass attempts; those games where Baker has a ton of pass attempts, and they don't end up winning, but they still end up doing it all the time. I I feel like they don't rely on the run enough, and and that's why I I, I do like if I do like the Landry play because I think they naively. Are just like, hey Baker, throw it forty times.
1: Like he threw it fifty three <laughs> times against the Jets. I'm still with no receivers. I still don't understand that. Not to mention that he 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 will provide matchup problems for the Steelers. So I, I do think I yeah. I I like the if you're gonna play Br- Brown, I I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Like I started thinking like, man, what a shit show. Anyone can come out of that game, and then I was like, well, wait a second. Like, come on the Steelers aren't going to lose to the fucking Browns. Like that's, (laughs) that's where I ended the handicap.
0: Well, and this uh, coming to my third flex, this is probably, I, I don't know. This may be my smallest ownership percentage probably up there with my kicker, but give me the man, the myth, the legend Antonio Brown in my third flex spot, Tom Brady's roommate. They, they are very close now when Evans went down in my head, I'm like, Oh, maybe, maybe Godwin is the guy that's going to become the guy. But then I was thinking about a little bit more. I'm like, no Antonio Brown. He got 14 targets in that game. And a lot of that seemingly was with uh, Evans out. Now, certainly, you know, Atlanta has horrible pass defense. So they're going to pass a bunch, but Antonio Brown in the playoffs, like he has, he has some playoff experience. He certainly has Tom Brady's trust. And I could see him being the guy and getting a lot of like short, easy stuff for Tom Brady. He could be the Edelman for Antonio for, for Tom Brady, 14 targets in that game. And and I just, I just kept looking at that target number. And I I'm thinking I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a bunch of easy stuff. Under underneath and and has a big game and and uh, ends up having like a decent playoff. So, Antonio Brown, where do you where do you see his ownership percentage at, John? Do you think anyone's gonna be playing Antonio Brown? Do you think it's gonna be Godwin or Brady? I mean, Tampa yeah. seems like you could go with any of those, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, and depending on I don't know if there's been any news on Evans if he's for sure out, or if he's still gonna be questionable or whatever. I mean, that injury looked pretty bad, but. Um, It sounds like Arians was saying it wasn't too bad. So I think, I mean, even throw Gronk in there. I mean, it's going to be pretty spread out on the ownership. I think for the the Bucks, which um, you know makes me nervous a little bit. Just picking one of them, and I mean, this has been the same challenge as trying to play them in DFS all year and trying to stack Brady is. It's like who to stack. You you pick two of them, and you're you're wrong half the time because I have so many weapons. So um, I actually think that it, you know, Brady is a pretty good play in this format. just because if, if the bucks do end up going far and they get three games in or somehow get four games in and he does spread the ball out a lot, then he's probably going to be the one that's, that's outscoring the rest of his team. If, if the, the, the other guys just kind of each have one big game or something like that. But I mean, I think, um, I think Brown will, will, won't be very owned at all. I mean, I think he'll probably be, you know, maybe the third most, uh, um, Popular option on his team, and uh, I don't mind it at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, that Brady lineup is an interesting way to attack the Tampa Bay uh, situation. There, Kramer, last flex spot.
1: Yeah, I saved one of my catalogs, Cadillacs for last, <laughs> and that's—I told you I wanted to have a Colt and a uh, Bill coming out. I, um so I, I don't know why it sorted him at the bottom, but Jonathan Taylor. The 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 floor is so freaking oh high. Uh, again, I, I would imagine it'll be chalky. I considered throwing T Y or even getting crazy with a Pittman, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go Taylor. I think if they beat the bills, it's because they're running the ball down their throat. Um, you know, total, total opportunity for them to walk into a situation where they're the dome team. They go to the outdoor team, but they smash them in the mouth. Uh, Taylor's looked really good. So I wanted to take Again, I t- I went some some pretty chalky plays here. Taylor's one of them, I think. Well, in previous
0: years, I maybe would have gotten cute and and thought about Naheem Hines, who I've loved playing in DFS and had a pretty good run. But you know, John making a solid point of like, don't don't take the backup, don't don't take the second guy. It's not worth it, John. I, what is Hines your, might be
1: like? Hines could be worth it though.
0: Maybe and maybe maybe he's not the backup because they use him so much in the passing game, but. Uh, for this lineup, I'm not, I'm not really getting that involved in their offense. John, what's your, uh, what's your last flex spot?
2: Yeah, so I went um, with a with another piece of the Tampa Bay uh, receiving core. I just went Godwin here. Nice. Um, I think you know, I think partially Brady was feeding Brown a little bit there in week 17, trying to get him some of his performance bonuses. He so did honestly, get that? Yes.
0: So he doesn't have to sleep <laughs> on
2: his couch anymore. So I think that had a little bit of the narrative to do with it last week. But uh, if Evans is out, I mean. I think Godwin's going to be the deep threat guy, and and uh, you know he may not get as many targets as Brown, but he's got um, I think he's got a little bit more touchdown potential.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good way to look at it because Antonio Brown hasn't been amazing with the touchdowns. I was looking at it as more as like a PPR angle, but you're right, right. Godwin could be the big play guy and uh, Scotty Miller. He's, he's still out, right? He's, he's out for the love
1: Scotty Miller. <laughs> no, I yeah. just,
0: I just know a, a receiver that Brady loves. When I see one well, I, Scotty Miller is that guy, Sean has the same know, taste in I, men. I just know, I know true love when I see it and Scotty Sean, Miller fits the Sean bill. has the same taste he, in
1: his receivers. He's
0: got, he's, uh, listen, Brady has a type. That's all I'm saying. And Cole Beasley, Uh, RIP. I mean that knee injury, I I definitely was considering tossing him in, but can't play. Can't play a guy who's probably not going to play week one for my flex spot. uh, Maybe I'm getting a little too cute here. Maybe this is too contrarian, but Jared cook is uh, who I'm playing here. I, I like the tight end position. If you, if you think, Saints have a chance at making a run here, and again, Michael Thomas dealing with an ankle injury probably will play. Kamara coming back from the COVID list, maybe that slows him down a little bit. And Jared Cook, he had a good game last time they played against Chicago, five for fifty-one and a touchdown. You factor in the one and a half point PPR. Uh, I I don't know. I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm getting a little too cute, but Jared Cook at the tight end
1: spot I, And Chicago, nineteenth against the tight end. Yeah, they're not, DVOA, so They're not amazing they're not. against the tight
0: end, and I think this to me is a red zone look. And just going a little contrarian because I'm so super chalky on, on some of the other stuff. I
1: don't mind that because I think the same, the, I mean, like we touched on this, but the Saints are going to be a team that have a clear. I mean, I know. I know you said Thomas or Kamara or walk and walk away from the situation, John. But uh, I think you know may, C- C- Cook's probably the only other guy. Latavius Murray or Cook are the only other guys I would even consider getting cute with.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, Cook provides a, a little bit. Of, um, you know, way to potentially beat Kelsey. You know, if you, if you think, if you think the chiefs are going to somehow get, you know, be one and done and, and lose to, you know, uh, who would it be? I guess Baltimore, Tennessee or something like that um, in their first game. And maybe Kelsey doesn't do that well, then there's not really many other tight ends who have that potential to, to, you know, perform well. And I think cooks one of them, I think Logan Thomas is another one of them Kramer. So um, yeah, I think both those guys are, are good from a tight end standpoint.
0: Appreciate John's kind words, even <laughs> giving us a little confidence in the lineup. Always appreciate that. Before we uh, got a couple uh, spots left, tight end, kicker, and defense. Before we break those down, I want to give a shout to Ace Per Head. Ace is the place If you're thinking about starting your own online sportsbook. Go to AcePerHead.com, user link slash sgp. AcePerHead.com/sgp. Sign up over there, get up to six weeks free of their amazing sportsbook software. Aceperhead.com/sgp. Again, they do all the heavy lifting, and uh, yeah, I mean, they set the lines, they grade the lines. It's it's sportsbook software, Ryan. So, if you're thinking about starting your own sportsbook, head to Aceperhead.com/sgp. Aceperhead.com/sgp. Kramer, I already got two tight ends in my lineup. I don't know what the max number of tight ends. You said you're thinking of playing five. What I, are you doing for this
1: lineup for your tight the end? Line, the lineup I have with Tannehill is a four tight end lineup. Just, <laughs> just so we're clear, uh, oh my god. I just know that Ryan's like to be surrounded by tight ends, Sean, there you uh, go. I went chalky. I went Kelsey. I mean, I you know, I, I think I wasn't. I, I, you can you can go hill. Uh, I for some reason I just never want to go down the hill. And 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 I'm gonna play a Mahomes lineup. Uh, but other than that, I'm not looking to play Sammy Watkins or do anything cute with the running back. So Travis Kelsey, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, how do you? It's just hard to not take just the production.
0: Well, and Tyree Kill, I think is interesting. But again, it went at one and a half point PPR for the tight end, but it's it's really I tough mean, if to you imagine. just look
1: at who he might get to play, like the Ravens or the Titans. Oh it's just a, a, he's gonna feast.
0: What about you, John? Who are you playing uh, tight end for this lineup?
2: Yeah, I went uh Kelsey here too. And um, I mean, I, I just think these uh, the chiefs are, are such an interesting team um, in this format here. I mean, y- you talk about Kelsey who you could probably make an argument for that in the, you know, the FFPC, you know, normal season long league that he could have maybe been the number one overall pick, just the value he brought to the tight end position this year. And, and, you know, he's going to be, Probably the most popular chief um, in the playoff challenge, but then you look at last year. Chiefs played three games, won the Super Bowl. Mahomes outscored Kelsey by forty points in the playoffs, and so I mean, it's just Mahomes just ran away with it. All the top lineups last year had Mahomes, um, and and then I mean, Tyree Kelly scored sixty DraftKings points, you know, five weeks ago. So it's just there. There's There's only so many you you only pick one chief, and they're all just such great options. And uh, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see where the ownership uh, spreads out for the Chiefs. You definitely want to get this team right.
1: See, I I think it's gonna I I think it's gonna be heavy Kelsey this year. Yeah, Yeah. that's my. I mean, I'm like heavy, heavy Kelsey. I I know. Like I I I would I think I'm gonna be surprised at how much more Kelsey there is than Hill. I really do. Just because it's just it's. It's hard to. I think most people will even start their lineup with a, with Kelsey in there. You know,
0: keep it yeah. simple. Uh, for my tight end, I I'm already playing Kelsey in the uh, in the flex spot and Jared Cook for good measure. My third tight end, Mark Andrews. Oh, there it is, little Mark Andrews. I I feel like he's not getting enough shine here. He, he's a big part of the uh, the Ravens' offense. I I think this Ravens Tennessee game might see some points. And again, I I think. I think Tannehill is going to be able to throw the ball on the on this Ravens team, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little back on, back and forth affair. And Mark Andrews gets a decent amount of red zone stuff, so yeah, Mark Andrews.
1: Well done, Sean.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I I felt like I had to have a piece of some of the, someone on the Ravens. I like the angle of Dobbins, but I I wanted to zag a little bit here and go and and go. Uh, Mark Andrews. Mark
1: Andrews is one of the four tight ends in the four tight end lineup. lineup <laughs> uh, for those wondering, what are you? Uh, uh, what are you doing at your kicker ride? Well, and this is where it got weird for me because I was, I, I fully was like, I'm gonna obviously play an offensive player for the Bucks, right? Right? Or are uh, you? I'm playing the kicker, Ryan wow. Uh Here's the reason why. I, I, I just, I thought about playing their defense. But in my head, I'm like, you know what? If they advance, I'll uh, at least they'll score some points. I'll get the kicking points. Uh, I'm kind of obviously making a strong stance and, and having an opinion with having a plus seven and a half uh, point dog as the offensive player versus the kicker with Logan Thomas versus Suck Up. But uh, I figured of the teams I'm I'm favoring to punt, uh the defense had the worst matchups and the kicker had like the offense is better. So I went with suck up. It's a crazy strategy. <laughs> to what to not take no, a, a buck? The
0: buck. I mean, take the bucks kicker. I, I don't know. That's, that's a little, that's a little too off the grid ride. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean,
1: I, I think there's a version of this, where Although
0: I guess, I guess if you're talking yourself into that, I'll make a it's, bold prediction. It's the, it's the Washington football team's defense holds them to field goals. And that's where the value comes.
1: Uh, I'll, in. I'll make it. Yeah. They can win this game and he can kick six field goals. Wow. All right. Making a bold prediction. Let's see if He's we can a get a, high ceiling.
0: Let's see if we can get a DJ's hey, only we, prop bet on that. Can we get
1: a comment on the ownership of Ryan's suck Suckup, John? Uh, no comment. Negative ownership. I will <laughs> uh, be honest, the, he was originally the kicker because he was joining the team of Ryans with Ryan Tannehill.
0: John, John, what are you doing for your uh, for your kicker?
2: Yeah, so I uh, I went with the uh, Colts kicker, uh Rodrigo Blinkenship here. Um I I, I see the point of wanting to have a Colt. I think a position player, I mean, obviously Sean's well uh, familiar with Frank, Greg making a run in the playoffs uh, um, as a wild card. But I I just think that the bills are just on a freaking mission right now and they're steamrolling teams. And I just think they're going to crush the Colts (laughs) this weekend. And so, I'll just take the kicker from the Colts.
0: Well, John, great minds think alike. And I am also taking Blankenship, and chip, even though he's got those glasses. I like him. Style. The, the Rex specs. What do he looked like about squints, style. squints, from uh <laughs> Sandlot. He always reminds me of that guy. Well, and and we were watching that that Colts game. I needed him at minus 13 and a half. They luckily cashed. Yep. And we got him at 14 for a, a, a needed push to get us third place in the Odd Shark Capper Cup. Shout out to us but he has those, those Rex specs he wears and they like slide down on his nose. I don't know why you can't get contacts or some sort of just stable. You're a kicker. You need to see where you're lining up. It's insane.
1: Yeah, I mean I,
0: it's like when we heard about Jameis Winston who said now I can start reading street signs. It's like no. what the hell? Bryce what Harper, were you doing?
1: Bryce Harper gets LASIKs he's like, I can see the ball now. It's
0: like <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? It's your job. And you have millions of dollars. Why why are you with these like loose fitting Horace Grant glasses? But yeah, I, I I'm with you, John. I like the bills. Uh spoiler alert, I may be picking the bills in the uh in the uh, playoff picks podcast Kramer, but I,
1: I like the bills too, but here's the thing. I look at those, both those teams. Yeah. I can see them both in the super bowl, the Colts, both of those teams. I can see. In the I super can't,
0: bowl. I can't quite see that. What did you do for your defense? And and John, I well, real
1: I, quick, I think you guys took, I, I, maybe I'm wrong because Tucker is around, but the, he's going to be the chalky kicker, right? He's going to be the most popular kicker.
2: Yeah, I would. I think so. I
1: yeah, mean, I think you don't could know. Do. I don't have a great feel for you guys are
0: so fucking chalky. No, no, no. I'm saying I, I, I think I think people like the Ravens this week. We'll see. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they want to take a Lamar or a no, no, or I, Dobbins I, or an Andrews. I agree. So I don't think it'll be interesting
1: to see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like the Rams kickers high. They also respect uh, the amount of uh, drip that uh, Rodrigo has with those glasses. So. Too much time on kickers, Sean. Ah, you know
0: people like to talk. And uh, shout out to Johnny. I think your last article or last one I saw that was up was you were breaking down how to pick your kicker and your defense and kind of that was part one. Part
1: two just dropped.
0: Okay, nice.
2: Yeah, so went through kicker and defense, and and uh, one of the one of the things in there is it's okay to play the chalk at kicker and defense. So.
1: <laughs> I like well, it. and I like how much you disrespected uh, the kicker and defense position by putting out the article <laughs> before the matchups were even out. So exactly, yeah, it's just, <laughs> listen, it doesn't matter. It's going to be <laughs> fine. My defense, Sean. I, you know, I, I went. Now we're in the situation where it's like, do I go Cleveland or I do I go Los Angeles with the Rams mm. because. I kind of want to pick a team that I don't think is going to advance, but perhaps has some potential to put up points. If they do have a game, I I just want to, I, I, the more I looked into it, the more that I just, the Steelers aren't losing to the Browns. That's going to be low scoring game. So I went Rams. Like I said, I think it could be a low scoring game. Even if Seattle beats them, there's always this, the high floor of the sack potential against Russ. Again, I think it's going to be low scoring. The total suggests it's going to be low scoring. Um, and it's a defense, so a little bit of a punt here, but I wanted to punt with a defense that can get after the quarterback. Yeah,
0: yeah, it makes sense. And yeah, I mean, I, maybe Washington will probably be the most popular defense because yeah. of the sack potential. John, what are you doing for your defense?
2: Yeah, I went. Uh, I went with the Rams as well. Um, I, one, one of the things that I was uh, seeing um, as I was looking through some of the defenses from the last couple of years is the defenses that performed well relative to expectation, which means just the amount of times they were in cashing lineups compared to the amount that they were owned. Um, the defenses scored uh, a lot of regular season fantasy points per game. And the Rams are coming in at number two um, on the, on the season out of all the playoff teams. So um, I like the Rams here. I think for all their same reasons, Kramer said it, it could be an ugly game with Seattle. And um, let Donald get a couple sacks on on Wilson and and get us a nice little floor there from the Rams defense.
0: Yeah, I, I like where your heads at with the Rams there. Although I I mean I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Now I like yeah. the Steelers. I'm not playing anyone on the Browns, so kind of going against John's advice. But to me, <laughs> I'm just licking my chops thinking about this Steelers defense going against Baker Mayfield. I mean that, that last game they played in Pittsburgh, they got a defensive touchdown, sacked him a bunch. I mean, they were getting pressure on him last week in, in Cleveland, in a must win situation when Pittsburgh was resting a lot of their defensive players as well. So I think they're going to create some turnovers uh, against Baker. I think they have a legit chance to uh, score as, as a defense. And I think they could, uh, I don't know, I guess you don't want a team at the defensive spot. That's going to make a little bit of a run and you were making a good case with Deontay Johnson. Cause I like that angle as well, but I I'm going to stay locked in with the Cleveland defense or sorry, the Steelers defense going up against Cleveland. I think they're going to be Jack for this game. I think they're going to get some sacks, some turnovers. And I think that's going to put them on a nice path overall.
2: So who's the, who are you guys fully fading? And then uh, I went with Washington and the bears as the full fades.
0: Yeah. So for me, I have no one on the Rams or the Browns and Kramer. Who are yeah. you missing?
1: Uh, Browns and bears. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, and, and the bears is the highest spread. So if you're one of those guys who looks at, uh, you know, the spread or team total is always a fun way to kind of start, uh, yeah. start, start, you know, coming up with your lineups.
1: I think definitely the game, like, I don't know that I, I still don't really know what to think about the Seattle Rams game. <laughs> it, it's, it's such a mess. Cause I, Wolford. I, I just don't, I can't imagine too many people are going to be buying shares of Rams positional <laughs> players. So it's like, it's juicy from that perspective because you know, so while Seattle's gotten better over the course of the season with their defense, there's so many reasons to think they can shit the bed here.
0: Yeah. And their defense has come together a little bit. Uh, as of late, but uh, you know, are Jamal you, Adams, they're they're still not sure about him. They're a little banged up on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I guess they're going up against the Rams, but yeah, I mean that game always gets a little sloppy and ugly. So,
1: are you playing a rust? Are you playing a rust lineup? Yeah, I think I'm going to play a Russ
2: lineup for <laughs> sure. I mean, limited. <laughs> So for we, you guys touched on the two hundred dollar contest, but they also have a thirty five dollar contest um, that has pretty decent prize pool too. You know, pretty much the same prize structure, a lot more entries in it there. But I mean, you can just go crazy with the thirty five dollar <laughs> entries. I'm trying <laughs> to
1: restrain myself as best as possible. It's but like
0: it's like Kramer, uh, you know, mid June best ball well, season.
1: Yeah, it's like the thirty three dollar best balls. It's like yeah, well, yeah. I, I actually had to stop doing those because they're so such <laughs> throwaway.
0: So John, any other any other as far as the FFPC, any other maybe stacks or lineups that you that you like that you're probably going to be getting down on?
2: Yeah, so I I I think I just think um, the most important thing to do as you're making your lineup is to make sure that you've you've kind of filled out a a playoff bracket and and you you've kind of told yourself a little bit of a narrative on how you think the playoffs are going to go, and then you make your lineup kind of match that a little bit, and so. I mean, and and I I just keep getting getting my mind wrapped around this Kansas City team, and I think um, I I agree with you guys that a lot of people are going to go Kelsey, and that just makes me love Mahomes so much more. Um, but you know, the other sneaky play on the Chiefs here that could be really interesting is is uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, they have not looked right since he got hurt. Um, their their offense has definitely not been the same. Obviously, Le'Veon's not the answer. I, I would assume it's not going to be Darwin in the playoffs, and so if C. H. comes back, you know, after their bye, and and he's really the kind of key to opening their offense back up, we could easily see him him having some big games, um, outscoring Hill and Kelsey, and kind of being that that person that literally nobody had. So um, I think the Chiefs are just are just super interesting, and then you know the other thing that I'm just going to try to keep figuring out is how to get. Players from teams that have potential to play four games. I yeah. mean, um, I, I think that's the biggest kind of curveball this year, that's a lot different than other years. I mean, you know, typically the one and two seeds, everybody's going to have a player from those teams and typically the one and two seeds are going to be in the conference championship. So usually there's only a team that plays three games in the super bowl, but I really think that there's a a pretty good opportunity for a team to play four games and get to the super bowl. And, and you're gonna, you're going to have to have the guy that scores the most points on that team um, in your lineup in order to do well. So, so that's an interesting one to try to think through.
1: Yeah, it's it is unique because in the past, I think there was more thought put into hey, are these teams with the bye going to be one and done? Because even though they're playing in the second weekend, you still want to get more games out of them. Uh, This year, I think the other interesting thing you touched on right there, uh, John, was the fact that the the bye week teams, I think, I think both of their quarterbacks aren't going to be the chalky play. And and I think I, I don't even know if Mahomes and Rogers will be like top three quarterback plays. Yeah. I I don't think so either. I mean, I think
2: a lot of people are gonna, are gonna go for these wildcard teams that they think can make a run. I mean, you got the bills, you got the bucks, you got the, the Ravens, you got the Titans. I mean, there's a Seahawks. I mean, there's a lot of good quarterback options there. and. We all could be looking pretty silly if Rogers and Mahomes are just in a freaking four touchdown shootout in the Super Bowl. Well,
1: as you're talking, I'm like, you know what? I got to hedge this by playing a Trubisky lineup. I got, I got to get him on the. You never know; he can he go deep, you know.
0: Well, uh, John, appreciate as always calling in. Make sure you follow John on Twitter at John Boy Beats. Ton of uh, FFPC related content dropping over at SportsGamblingPodcast dot com and yeah and uh, we'll make sure to include a link to John's post including last year you put out a little uh, spreadsheet lineup building tool for the FFPC so that's yep. a uh, that's a fun little uh, nugget to add as well and of course if you want to sign up enter with the uh, FFPC sign up through our uh website com. got a link there and yeah whether you do the 200 or 35 it's uh it's it's definitely fun and uh, hands down best uh, fantasy Challenge I've ever and if we didn't
1: like nail it home, this is it's not quite best ball, but it's kind of best ball. You set it and forget it. That's why there's no adjusting, no lineups. As John says, you got to be careful with the thirty-five (laughs) dollar lineups. Next thing you know, I mean. You end up having to make a spreadsheet with a whole bunch of it, it's a whole it's uh, I, right. I kind of like it. You act like, like you I don't want to make a spreadsheet because <laughs> well, I sit I I the games kick off and I sit here and I just stare <laughs> at my spreadsheet of all my lineups and it's like well, what the fuck am I doing now I'm not gonna be able to calculate any of this shit and no. I end up ruining it for myself so I'm yeah. gonna try to I'm gonna try to stay under fifteen I, I know I tweeted out that six and a half was the I'm gonna try to stay under fifteen this year. <laughs> 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 hey, it,
2: it is an easy way to get get action on every game too. You know, I mean, unless, yeah. unless you unless you fully fade the Super Bowl teams, which I don't think anybody's gonna do. I mean. You're gonna have a player in every single game of the playoffs and uh you're gonna have somebody to root for. So if that's not enough reason to to go sign up, I don't know. Well, really and know and also
0: very rarely, especially I think with this format, are you totally screwed after that first wild card weekend. I mean, you might be in a bad spot, but you can at least I've gotten off to some bad starts and ended up being uh still relatively bad, but you can talk yourself into a formula after that first weekend. So uh, and don't worry two hundred bucks or even the thirty five, you get you get a decent sweat out of it. There will be. There is a rebuy, I think. They they open
1: it back (laughs) up in the divisional round. it's I believe they do a whole nother game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look. You'll have plenty of chances. (laughs) Exactly. There's ways to find action. You like action.
2: (laughs) Thank you
0: for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the Money Green, and he is Ryan. I'm
1: bringing home the half mil, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.